TV, anime, video games, books, Star Trek, Marvel, My Hero, Hook. It don't matter what you into, don't matter what you do, here on Nerd Shit, we got something for you. Welcome back to Hypothetically Sound Presents Nerd Shit, where we talk about nerd shit. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, we're back with more Walking Dead. We are on Season 2, Episode 1, uh, The Way Forward, I believe the episode is called. Nope, it's What Lies Ahead is what it's called. Yes, What Lies Ahead. How are you guys doing? How did you uh, enjoy Season 1 now that we're through Season 1? I understand why it got popular. Yep. Especially more towards the end. The first couple of shows, you know, it they were trying to build up so much. And then they just got into it. And so it got better. And then I became addicted. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, looking at our uh, stats, uh, we did well. Season one, you know, on the podcast. Uh, the uh, Tell It to the Frogs episode was our most popular episode. So, yeah, let's try to recreate that magic. Oh, good lord, people are listening to me? Apparently. Oh, wow. Thanks, guys. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, we're on Season 2, Episode 1, What Lies Ahead. Uh, as always, going to give a quick plot of the episode, and then we'll get into it. Uh, so, in Episode 1 of the second season, after the season finale, Rick Grime leads the group of survivors from Atlanta toward Fort Benning following the destruction of the CDC. Uh, Rick attempts to contract, uh, contact Morgan, but can't reach him. Uh, along a highway, the group is forced to stop as a number of abandoned cars litter the road, making it impossible to pass. Uh, further, Dale must stop to fix the RV that is broken down again as the others push cars out of the way and scavenge for supplies. Uh, as this is going on, a horde of a walker appears uh, behind them. Uh, the group takes shelter under cars and in the RV and things like that uh, to avoid them. Uh, in this haste, T-Dog severely cuts his arms. Uh, some walkers spot Sophia, the daughter of Carol, hiding under a car as she flees into a nearby forest. Rick follows her and tells her to find someplace safe to hide while he dispatches the walkers. Uh, this horse who passes and the group returns to the clearing in the road where the RV is uh, while Rick and Daryl attempt to find Sophia. While Rick is gone, Shane uh, tells Rick's wife, Lori, that he plans to leave the group on uh, his own accord. Uh, Rick and Daryl return on successfully, successfully, and the group spends the night uh, while waiting to resume the search the next day. Uh, Carol berates Rick for losing Sophia uh, during the search. Andrea confronts Dale about her decision to stay at the CDC uh, and wanting to die on her own terms, and his choice to stay with her took that chance away from her. Uh, the group finds a small church and dispatches a few walkers aside as Carol prays for the return of her daughter, Andrea, overhears Shane arguing with Lori about him leaving, and she tells him he she wants to go with him. Uh, Rick sees the group starting to break apart, questions his leadership abilities, and also prays for guidance. Uh, as the episode comes to a close, Rick, Shane, and uh, Carl go hunting for food. 
and they spot a deer nearby as Carl goes up for a closer look. A gunshot rings out, and Carl uh, finds he has been shot in the stomach, falling over to Rick's shock. Uh, so yeah, let's start where we are. So how did you like the season two premiere? A lot packed into it, kind of after the CDC, I think it brought them more into the reality of what they were facing, mm-hmm. of what was really out there in the world, because they were kind of all living in their little sheltered life up on that mountaintop. No, I agree. Uh, definitely, they were uh, living in the mountains, enclosing them from what, like, the true horrors of this virus, and then, like going to the CDC and hearing from this guy that everywhere is shut down, I think, like, show them how real this situation was. Because they were going back in town, getting supplies, and, like, they knew the town was shut down. They knew Atlanta was shut down. Uh, But finding out that everywhere was shut down. Yeah, it took their hope away, because until then, they had, you know, oh, we're just, we just need to go here, we need to go here. And even when they were leaving the CDC, their next thing was, well, Fort Benning's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're, they're like, they still have some hope, but it's, they're clinging at that point when they leave the CDC to just, you know, one more thing that that's, you know, their direction. That's what they clung to and what they need, what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, In perspective of someone who had to watch and wait for that episode to come out, I think it's also a really good reminder of how dangerous the world is and how like quickly it goes from like just a, I want to say average, but an average day for them to just how breaking loose and how quick like everything just goes goes to shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we break down like the scenes and stuff like that, uh, did you guys have any negative feelings about this first episode or anything that you would change looking back at it? There, you know, like there's. They're still learning how to put the scenes together. Mm-hmm. You know, so so it's just, you know, if they knew with the experience they had in writing in future episodes, I think some of the stuff, the way it happened in in this and the next, you know, next couple of episodes, I think would have had a, just a different vibe to it, a different flow. Mm-hmm. So... That's the only, that's the only thing. And, you know, and then like we've said in the first season, they're trying to figure out what the zombies, you know, the walkers are supposed to be. How do they move? What are they, you know, what are they supposed to do? So. Yeah. You see, you see them, you see them even in this season compared to the first season, you see the difference in how they're moving and, and how, how they're interacting. Compared to the first season. I think a, a big issue they have in the first season and even starting this season uh, is the amount of info they want to put into the episode. I remember me and Alec were talking about it, and I'm like, oh, this is what's in the episode. And then he's like, oh, this is what else is in the episode. And you, you forget how much is packed into this episode. Like, it feels like literally three episodes are in this one episode. So they, they, they leave the CDC, they get stuck on the highway. Then Sophia goes missing and Carl gets shot. Like, I thought those were different episodes. 
Yeah. I thought yeah, we said that stuck in the highway, and then all of a sudden, yeah, there's more, and then there's more. Yeah. Well, and 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 at that point, they still, you know, they knew it was a, it was starting to be a success, but they didn't know how, how big of a success it was going to be. So they were just trying to get all their information, you know. Well, let's just keep writing and get people hooked into it. Mm-hmm. So I get, I get that piece of it where they were just trying to make sure that. You know, keeping people's interest, which you see in a lot of new series, is they just jam pack it full, and then it starts once people are comfortable with the characters and they've developed the characters, and you know, kind of slows down and you get more of a storyline centralized. Mm-hmm. True. I did feel like the writers weren't sure which path to follow right away. Yeah, uh, I you think know, it doing... like. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say they were doing like, do we focus on Carol? We made this, you know, the Carol and. And everything happening with her, or do we keep the focus on Rick and his family? What about everybody else that we've got? You know, and trying to still, and you got to remember, they're still trying to kind of follow some of the aspects of the comic book because they didn't know at that point how close they wanted to stick to the comic book or if they wanted just to start going in different development for the characters, which they ultimately decide to do. But they're still trying to keep some integrity with the comics comic books. Yeah, I agree. Any more Alec? Oh uh, dude, I forgot what I was gonna say. I ain't gonna lie to you, dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, okay, so let's uh, start looking at some of the scenes <laughs> in this episode. I'm so sorry. Uh, um so obviously, uh, the big thing that happens in this episode, the first big thing is them uh, breaking down, going through, looking for stuff. You know, you get a couple jump scares of they look into a car. Uh, Carl goes into a car to take something, and there's a body, and then it moves, and he freaks out. Uh, so, what did you guys think of the first, like, the highway scene as the walkers are coming and they notice everything? I feel like they were a little bit too free. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're mm-hmm. just a little bit too uh, free-spirited walking down that highway and waiting for stuff. Like, you you know the dangers of the world. There should be no reason there. I mean, you do want to search the cards and stuff, but there should be no reason you have the kids searching themselves and um, just not being careful i guess is the best way to put it well you got to remember too at that point they all thought it was just an in infection and disease rick's the only one that heard what the guy whispered in his ear at the cdc and they still haven't released that out to anybody yet so i no, i understand i'm just saying you in a world where things are eating people yeah that get triggered by noise like they know that already so, and they do know that they move in hordes and packs. Yeah, and so like being stranded and like obviously you can't do much, but I feel like you can be prepared maybe or prepare yourself for potential things, right? And I don't think they did that. Yeah, one of the things I found weird is when they were having reservations about searching through cars. I mean, I get it; you're going through things personal people had that you don't know, and it's their personal items that they took with them as they were trying to run. 
But at that point, you're, you should be in survival mode. You need whatever you can find. And if nobody's there, why, you know, some of, some of the scenes where they're, oh, but that's somebody's stuff. And you're like, well, yeah, but they're not here and we need it. <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, at, at, probably after like day one, it's become survival of the fittest type stuff. So you take what you need, however you get it. Um, but no, I, I look saying like they're nonchalant. I can't say that word right now. Uh, just how nonchalant they were about uh, going through things, moving things, knowing knowing now that everywhere is shut down, that everywhere has been overrun. So like you would assume that means there are more zombies than there are humans, mm-hmm. and they're everywhere. So like not having a uh, a mindset of we need to constantly be on the lookout kind of makes less sense. And like, obviously as the series goes on, we know that they become more so like that. Uh, yeah. But like, it feels like they were just, even in the first season and in this season uh, and started this season, they're so slow to react to everything. And, and I, I like Alex saying, like at this point, you've trained these kids for nothing. Like these kids are still acting like the world uh like they're just on a camping trip. And so to have these kids not be right next to a an adult makes no sense. Yeah. And within eyesight isn't good enough anymore. Because mm-hmm. all like all it takes is one zombie to come from the woods, uh that a dude that was camping or the be one zombie in one of these cars and yep. like the kids are gone. Uh yeah. and like cool Carl finds a bunch of knives and stuff and like tries to uh keep one keep one and shane like yells at him and then glory gets mad but why why like i get that shane has been his like protector for a bit and his friend but also kind of weird that he like was asking shane for permission when his mom was right there yeah hey yo you know what's 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 kind of weird with you pull up a on a highway, right? Like they did with all these cars. Oops, sorry. All these cars lined up on the highway and some of the cars have zombies inside of them, you know, still buckled in and stuff. Mm-hmm. Ain't you questioning where all these people went? Because obviously not all of them survived, right? Yeah. So wouldn't you be kind of be like, hey, these zombies got to be somewhere. Yeah. And, and not everyone's been out there killing them. So... Did you know how far did they walk or where did they walk? What direction? That's the horror. They were coming back to their cars. Yeah, that's a good point. Like there was zero <laughs> dead zombies there. Like there were dead people in the cars who weren't zombies, mm-hmm. which is really confusing to me. Uh, knowing what we know after the end of season one, I guess we don't know it because Rick doesn't tell everybody yet. Uh, but uh, why was that person in the car? Like, unless I like, I have to go and watch a clip again. But unless that person was shot in the head or stabbed in the head, when Carl grabbed the knives and stuff, why wasn't that a zombie? True. Yep. And I think they do, do that a couple times where, like, I think they forgot that everybody becomes a zombie for a bit. And so, like, there are dead bodies that aren't, haven't been killed essentially that haven't become zombies. 
Road. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the next part where I, I don't know what they expect. Like, you're hiding under a car as an adult, and you're terrified. So this little five-year-old, six-year-old, however old, old Sophia was, hiding under a car with zombies coming by that, like, look at her. You don't expect her to be scared and run away? Yeah. Yeah, and that was the other thing when, you know, when she's, after the horde's been pa- gone by, mm-hmm. you know, first with with T-Dog, you know, ripping his arm. Yeah. And and then, you know, and Daryl throwing a dead person on him. Um, it's like dealing with that, but then when she's down there in the woods and Rick finds her, and and I get, you know, he didn't want them following him back, but you had all those people up there. And it was just the two that you can, you know, run back, take her in your arms and head back to the to where there's other people that can help you. I mean, I think it to me, it was a wrong call for him to put her in that when she was scared to death and she already ran once and didn't listen to tell her to stay there. Or she had to go back, keep the sun on her shoulder. She was too scared. This is where. Like, I don't disagree with him putting her somewhere and, like, trying to dispatch because he was already struggling moving through the area carrying her. And, like, I I also, like, I guess they don't, they assume the zombies can move as fast as they can. uh, Because otherwise, the zombies are walking, you walk at a faster pace than they're hobbling, you're going to outrun them. Uh, Yeah. But like center down, I think the issue was was his assumption that there were only two. That was the issue. Yeah, is he assumed there were only two zombies, and so send her down here. You'll be safe. Hide here. Uh, that was the issue. Because that's obviously what happened. Is like there's another zombie that chased her off. Yeah. Uh, and then Carol blaming him like I, she needed obviously she needed someone to blame and he was the easiest to blame but like I feel like in this atmosphere of the zombie apocalypse like blaming is dumb yeah because you can't predict anything anymore mm-hmm. I mean Lord that's the only thing I in that episode when Lori you know turns around and and tells her, you know, you need to stop blaming my husband. Well, you wouldn't be here, and we wouldn't be where we are right now if Rick hadn't made some of the decisions he made. Mm-hmm. You know, that they would have still been up on the mountaintop, and they would have still, you know, they they would have been just hanging out, waiting for a horde to come. Yep. And then they spend the next, like, what, like, two or three days trying to find her. Yeah. And, and like, obviously you don't give up searching. Uh, but you do limit the amount of people who are searching after a certain amount of days. Yeah. Did you guys notice um, the guy in the tent? Did you see the button he had on? No. So the button he had on... Um, just said no excuse for domestic violence. So it was a playback to the first season. Mm. 
I just thought that was interesting that, you know, they had, like, I was wearing that button. Oh, yeah. That's a good little, uh, by the costume department. Yep. Um, just a quick note about, it's not, I guess it's about the show. So, yeah, I think having kids in the apocalypse changes the rules of, like, kids, because no one really has a future to guarantee anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And I think putting full effort into kids at that point. Well, I'm just saying, if it wasn't a zombie apocalypse, yeah, we 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 put full effort to find that kid, right? But the kid runs off. That kid dead. And if it survives, that, that kid a badass. And <laughs> I don't want to mess with that kid no more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we struggling to survive. Uh, this child is now gone in the woods because her child brain said this was the best option. <laughs> and she got caught. Unfortunate. Well, at this point, but nobody Fuck knows. it, we ball, we move on. Because <laughs> people would just be dying, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and like I said, because we've watched some, you know, some of the seasons and we know what happens with Sophia, but at this point, nobody else, you know, nobody knows. Oh, no, I'm saying without knowledge, like if I was part of that group and that happened, I wouldn't blame Rick. And it's and I understand it's not my kid. And if it was my kid, it would probably be a little bit different. But at the same time, like, why am I relying on someone else for my kid, too? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's It's one of those weird, like, situations where I understand why. But realistically speaking, it shouldn't have happened at all. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd go look for you guys for a cup for at least two days, and then I'd, I would just yell, "Mommy loves you," and maybe we will find each other again. But that's the thing. Don't. <laughs> that's like, like you know, there's a horde around, and yeah, mama bear thing. Even if, even if we manage to survive, like you sticking around raises your chance of dying. So if anything, it's a waste. Okay. So if that, if that ever happened and, and I chose, you know, honor your, your wishes that way uh-huh. and we would run across each other, you would not have held that against me that I didn't. No, no, not at all. Like it's all about survival. Like at that point, it's all about survival. And again, there is no future that is guaranteed anymore. Like it is it. The future is gone. Rick knows this. Mm. They don't, they find out later, but like there is no future. There isn't, there is nothing. It is just a horde of zombies. It's just surviving as long as you can. There is no future. So like, if you chose survival over looking for me, who put, who I got in a situation that is not good. That is understandable. 100% to me. I would not be mad. Okay. Just clarifying, you know, so I know where I stand. Speaking of survival and choosing, uh, how do you feel about Andrea being upset about Dell or being mad at Dell? Oh, when she yelled at him for. Oh, because she took away his chance. Yeah, that's dumb because Mm -hmm. uh, her decision, like his decision to stay with her, 
is his choice just as much as it is her mm-hmm. staying there is her choice, right? Like, she's like, well, I didn't want Dale to die, so I left because he would have stayed if I stayed. So you took away my choice. And it's like, no, you chose to leave. Like, he's just like he chose to stay with you. You chose to leave to make sure he survives. So mm-hmm. he was either like, I don't want you dying by yourself. Like, I will die with you. That's my choice. So in a way, if she sees it that he took away her choice, it went vice versa. Yeah, she took away his choice. Um, no, she's yeah, just well, selfish. Yeah. I've always, Andrea's definitely on my list of like 20 worst characters in all of like TV. Like my personal list, she's like number like 13. Like I, I've never liked her character, and like this is the this is the issue. It's a me, me, me. I wanted to die. Cool. He cared enough about you that he was willing to. He didn't want to live without you being around, and so he decided to stay and die as well. Yeah, she makes a bunch and of bad you. She was like, "Uh, this is. I don't want that. So I'm gonna live with you then, and then I'm gonna hate you, and I'm gonna try to leave with Rick and or with Shane and like, why? Why are you leaving? Like I'm, uh, that's the other thing. I don't understand why she wanted to leave because you don't want to see Dell. Okay, then don't see him. Yeah, don't talk that's, to him. She wanted she wanted out of there so that she didn't have to feel guilty for anything that she chose to do because she didn't want Dale to stop her because she knew he would be the only one that could. Mm-hmm. And that's that's typical when your mind is gone to a place where you just don't want to be around anymore. And there's you know one or two people that even though that's what you want to do you can't do it to them and that was Dale to her and this is, so, and this is the thing like there's nothing t- stopping her from they all go to sleep and walking off into the woods and letting a zombie bite her or yeah. just leaving before that or like nothing stopping her from doing this she just didn't want to be alone but she didn't want to be by someone that was a conscience to her Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Worst character. Yeah. Like so, there's racists in the show that eat people. Yeah. And she's still worse than them. So this mm-hmm. whole this whole running to the church thing because they heard the bell. Mm-hmm. Again, sounds sounds attract the walkers, and they're running full bore to the church, and open the church doors. Not knowing what's going to be in there. And mm-hmm. and not look, really watching to see if they're, you know, checking to see if there's any walkers coming to the church. I just thought that was a bizarre scene. Because yeah. they're running where, you know, they heard the bells. And they're, you know, I get it. Yes, maybe Sophia heard them and ran to the bells as well. But it it was just how all of them went running. Just crazy. No, I agree. Uh, and then for the final thing we'll talk about in the final scene of the episode, uh, Carl being shot while trying to touch a deer. Yeah, that's just bad luck, Doug. <laughs> no, he, he, they deserved it. Why? Why are you like? It's a zombie apocalypse. You don't know how it's reacting to animals. Uh. Or even if it is in a zombie apocalypse, I'm not letting my okay. kid walk so, up to a deer in the woods. So all I'm going to say is, it's a zombie apocalypse. You're correct. 
uh, how they react to animals. C- kind of, kind of fair. Like if the if the if the deer was a zombie and bit the boy, yeah, they deserved it. But that's not what happened. The man got shot. Yeah. Okay. Well, and the fact that I also would not assume that there is some random person hunting a deer with a a rifle in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. To be fair. No, but, like, like, I'm still not letting my kid walk up to a deer that can kick him. See, oh. see, that's that's just that's just the city boy in you talking. No, right? no, Back no, in my I, day, I will, we we wrestled bears. Okay. Oh my god! When For we wrestled the bears, no. deer were nothing. Wrestling the bear, deer, deer, wrestling the bears on the skills. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I will. I will argue this one with Randy. He got to go deer hunting with your grandpa, and and that's one of the things that I, I don't know. It just I this scene just like that's all I could think of was well, okay. So I know it's not September October that they're doing this walking around because that deer had velvet on its horns, and so it wasn't rutting. I mean, it was a buck. You don't approach a buck at any time to begin with. And and when it's got velvet on, you don't know, you know, if you don't know when it's rutting season is, that's when they get real aggressive. I just kept looking at that going, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Anyways, when I was wrestling bears back in 1832 <laughs> and then rode my bike to school going up the biggest hill in town. Both ways. Mm-hmm. Both ways. Mm-hmm. All right. The school was on the very, very tippy top. And my house was on the other tippy top. <laughs> uh we see deers all the time, and we just walk up and slap them. Oh, but that was a wild way to end the episode. It is. It is. It is a very. It, again, it's like the writers weren't sure what plot point they wanted to follow, and foreshadowing for later on, they converge them all. But yes, it is. It is a very weird. Well, they're like, we spent all this time searching uh, in this episode on Sophia Quick. We got to switch it because the next one, they, they're the next episode, they've got to get to a different location. So we're going to have to sneak this one in. Let's do it as a cliffhanger. No, see, I have a theory. So what happened was Carol was so upset about Sophia, she found a man, paid him <laughs> in whatever currency she could pay, all right, <laughs> to go shoot Rick's boy so he could feel the pain. <laughs> Yeah, that seems possible to me. Yeah. She saw Otis hey Otis. <laughs> yeah, that's an episode. episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we'll be back with season two, episode two um, next. So, until uh, next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Hypothetically Sound. We hope you enjoyed the episode. All episodes can be found at hypotheticallysound.podbean.com, as well as on Apple, Spotify, and Pandora. For full unedited video versions of the podcast, please visit us at youtube.com slash hypotheticallysound.